Eddie Gossage, track president of Texas Motor Speedway. If you could describe this dinner with racers in one word, what would it be? Unstructured. Ah, well done. Accurate. Yeah. <laughs> and now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio Season 2! I'm Ryan Eversley. Sean Heckman! Honda Odyssey! Get metal tire! Alright, you sold yet? Big, big <laughs> intro? Well, there's a reason we just did a big intro. Uh, because uh, our next guest... <laughs> is all about the publicity. Is all about the big show. So let's let's talk a little bit about Eddie Gossage, the uh, president of Texas Motor Speedway. Now, I think we should point out before we get into Eddie that if you've listened to the podcast and you listened to the Don Whittington episode, you'll understand that it was quite a hike to get from Texas or from Florida, I should say, to Texas. We ended up leaving uh, Don Whittington, going straight to Randy Lanier, and then from Randy Lanier, we went straight to Dallas-Fort Worth in 19 hours. We got there at 4.01 when we were supposed to be there at 4 o'clock. That's pretty much it. Probably the worst day of the the podcast season. We left Fort Lauderdale at at 11.30 p.m. Right. Fort Lauderdale, southern Florida, got to Fort Worth, Texas at 4.01 p.m. the next day. We didn't even stop to get fast food. Yeah. All we had was like gas station chips. Right. Anything you could get at a gas station is what we got to eat. Yep. Yep. Uh, We both got a couple hours sleep at most. Yeah. And uh, the the saving grace was that Eddie Gossage kind of carried the show for us. We could have just fell asleep and he would have been awesome on his own. (laughs) Um, Like, so here's the thing about Eddie Gossage. Um, he he is a showman, yes. without a doubt. Yes. Texas Motor Speedway is an SMI track, Bruton Smith owned, and uh, uh, not. not. We'll get into that. <laughs> um, SMI is a Bruton Smith owned track, and uh, uh, Bruton Smith and the SMI sort of circuit of tracks uh, are very known for kind of really developing their own individual brands. Right. So like Charlotte's known for for doing some cool stunts. Texas Motor Speedway is a staple of Texas, and they do Texas things. You know, they shoot guns on the podium. They do big stunts leading up to the, uh, to right. the beginning of a race. Right. And Eddie Gossage could not be the better person to do all that stuff because he loves publicity stunts. If you ever hear someone referred to as a boss, Eddie Gossage is a boss because the guy manages a very important racetrack on the NASCAR schedule but also still has the fun and, and sense of humor that you'd love to see out of a guy in that position. And if you listen to the episode, you'll you'll notice right away when he starts talking about some of the the monkey related, yeah, items, literal monkey business, monkey business that he he came up with, things like that. You just right away liked him. The cool thing to me was that he was checking emails while he was doing it because the guy's busy. He's got things going on. This was recorded a week before the NASCAR chase race, and he's got stuff going on. He still gave us about an hour and a half. We got to eat at the VIP Gold Room above NASCAR's Turned 1 yeah, and 2. Best view we had of the yeah, entire year. Super cool. And uh, I believe I had quesadillas. And I had a chicken sandwich. Of course. And I like that Eddie 
was reading his emails, he's doing his thing, and he was able to still keep the conversation going like it never – Like he never once faced it. Exactly. We weren't like, are you paying attention? Because he was better at it than we were. So, so the guy who couldn't carry a conversation was me. <laughs> Sean wasn't having a good day. I was not having a good day. I hadn't slept and uh, had some work stuff going on. I was just not there. Yeah. And um, here's the thing. Eddie, if you're listening, I know my stuff. <laughs> I really do, and and so like I know about the the structure of of SMI. I know Eddie's Eddie's career background, but somehow the words coming out of my mouth didn't reflect that. Like literally, if you could if you could name the wrong boss, wrong company, uh, uh, wrong background, exactly wrong. Like if you could name like the perfect worst company right. to affiliate, like all that stuff. Yeah, I did all of that. Yeah. It was an amazing, amazing time. But you know what? It was completely honest. Yeah. It wasn't because you're an idiot. It's because we drove 19 hours starting at 1130 after a full day of getting stuff done and then all the way to, to Texas and making it on time. So um, I'll let it slide this time. You'll let it slide. I hope Eddie is really the one I want because I want to work for him one day. Yeah, no, I, I would like that too. So anyways, all of it possible because of uh, Honda for giving us a sweet Honda Odyssey and, of course, our partners at Continental Tire. And their cross-contact LX20s. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. How you doing? Hey. I'm Eddie. Hey, Sean. Sean how nice to meet you. Eddie, Eddie Ryan Eversley. We met before. Brian? Yeah, good to see you again. Yeah. So. Hey, Mike. Hey, man. Nice to finally meet you. So. Here, what is, here's, what? A, here's a bobblehead. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> we got a Tony Stewart, a Tony Stewart bobblehead. bobblehead. Commemorative. That oh, is 2016. Amazing. Is this what you guys are giving away next week? Yeah, we're giving out 30000 Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Awesome. So, well, now we're not special. There you go. <laughs> first to get, first to get one. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you. They're all That's over. awesome. Do you mind if Bill joins us? You know, it's okay. I okay. <laughs> so, uh... We, I don't know if you know our story right now, but we literally drove from Florida from Fort Lauderdale. last night. <laughs> so we've been, we've <laughs> we been left Fort Lauderdale at 11 p.m. You look yeah. pretty refreshed. I mean, uh, you that's because your, bathroom. your bathrooms are yeah. fantastic. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the, yeah, so, so the, what's the, the official name of this restaurant? This is, is the Speedway Club. The Speedway yeah. Club. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about country clubs, and this is. And here we are, yeah, <laughs> the country club version of a, at a racetrack. But uh, we are literally overlooking uh, NASCAR 2. The whole track. Uh, well, the whole track. You're, you're above and turn one here. Oh, turn yeah. one, excuse yeah. me. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, if you saw us literally 10 minutes ago, we were a little <laughs> bit of a different. Pretty rough. We literally drove what, right to the parking like lot. 11 at night, yeah. parking lot to parking lot. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. Uh, when we started this road trip a few weeks ago, it, it was the same experience for us last year. We, yeah. we, we leave thinking it's going to be fun. It's a good idea. And then we end up at 19-hour drive yeah. between Florida and Texas trying to make it on time. And um, all of a sudden, the story changes. So. I, I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, and a lifelong Packer fan. And um, a bunch of my buddies were, too. And so uh, there, there was a period of six years I lived in Wisconsin. They'd come up for a Packers game, and it just kind of became an annual thing. And so I wound up in Charlotte, and they said, well, we got to keep doing the Packer thing. So I was like, well, you know, uh, okay. I mean, I, I love going up there and whatnot. So, uh, well, but we got to drive, you know, like – we used to do right and i said no no like you used to do i lived there <laughs> so they convinced me one time that because I, I had a, a van right i had kids you know and so i drove from charlotte to to nashville seven and a half hours yep. and picked them up right. and then to green bay and i'm the whole time i'm going 
I fly. I don't drive. I'm going <laughs> to, you know, and so never, they drove, but yeah. I flew. I said, I'll meet you in Green Bay. I'm not doing this crap yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah. So totally. Anyhow. So we got you for an hour 15. Okay. We don't want to get too caught up in racing st- in uh, in 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 <laughs> details. We want to hear like amazing crazy Texas Motor Speedway stories cuz you guys are I assume filled with them. But just to s- sort of set the stage a little bit. Well, I was going to say the, the the background for you and I is that I was here when the Hot Rod Power Tour came through with Rutledge. Yeah. yeah. And we had the thing and you and I ate in a really cool boardroom over there. I think yeah. we ate KFC or something. Yeah. But uh, uh no, uh, we didn't eat KFC. That's Oh, I'm sorry. I just remember it was fried chicken and and coleslaw and everything. Babe's fried chicken. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. And it's kind of a delicacy around here. All right, and, okay, and I gotcha. I don't eat it because I'm I'm allergic to poultry. Oh, are you really? I, yeah, I oh, can't wow. eat chicken, turkey, duck, whatever. Huh. But you would uh, have a hard time on our road trip, you know. <laughs> so, um, Sean's got the opposite. Those, yeah, I, I have a little bit of an opposite problem. So. Okay. Well, I eat a lot of seafood. So, okay. But uh, but they do have chicken fried steak. Oh, okay. At Babes, that's the only two options you have. Gotcha. And uh, so I'll eat that. Yeah. But yeah, but. And we had our beer. Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. So, so you guys, this place, you you know how to promote and and put on a show. I know that because when we were here for the for the Hot Rod Tour, which Continental Tire sponsors as well as our right. podcast, right. we had Top Gear USA on the big screen over there, and they had a stage set up down there, and you guys had a Q and A for for the for the hosts uh, for Rutledge and uh, Adam and uh, Tanner. Tanner. And then there's a double decker bus, which is like a party bus on wheels. Which we were in down there on the on the yeah we fixed the air conditioner yeah okay it was then. brutally hot in there I but that, yeah, yeah. It, full bar and and just the coolest bus ever so yeah. I was like okay this guy knows how to party we're gonna be all right here <laughs> nice <laughs> well, so, just trying to get through the day yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's Friday four thirty uh, we just began uh, uh, we're actually literally qualifying over at uh, Martinsville is on right now but uh, this time next week these guys are gonna be here. Okay, so let me make sure. This is okay. the podcast we're doing This now. is the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't, we, okay. There's okay. no intro. Yeah. We started. All right. We don't do the whole, like, oh, it's okay. Well, I better clean yeah. up the language. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no we, we, we bleep it. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, uh, yeah, next Friday. Um, Jesus. So why are you giving us time? <laughs> I was asking myself that a while ago. <laughs> you know, I got a lot I need to be doing. Yeah. I'm like, I think, I, I think we literally walked by the trophy getting pulled in here. Uh, may or have. something. Yeah. yeah, there was like may a big old silver hat being put on a thing. Yeah, yeah okay. that's the trophy for okay. next Sunday and uh, yeah. the, the silver cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what we exactly literally right. saw that yeah. being put so on funny. as we walked in. Yeah. You know, yeah. in, in April, it's a pair of wooden cowboy boots that are carved yeah. and, you know, and, and then in November, it's the cowboy hat. Thing. Yeah. Because, you know, that photo runs from Victory Lane. That'll run all around the globe. Yeah. Totally. And, uh, you, you know, you want the people in Japan yeah. or Oslo or you know uh, Boise California <laughs> to yeah. go without without even thinking about it well yeah. that that's Texas yeah that, that wasn't Pocono yeah. right you know yeah, right. or well, wherever this is, so. this is in my opinion the only state in the union where you see more state flags than in uh <laughs> than U.S. flags it well, always blows my mind let me cite a, a fact to you okay of the 50 states sure uh only one state flag is legally allowed to fly at the same height as the U.S. flag, all others must be lower than right, and usually smaller. And um, I don't know about smaller, maybe, but, yeah, yeah, but, sure, but it doesn't matter. Certainly yeah. lower, but uh, the Texas state flag is um, legally, uh, by congressional order, allowed to fly at the same height as the U.S. flag. So. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So didn't know that, huh? <laughs> no, I no, really I did. Not. Well, okay. Just yeah. throw that out at so, you. So, <laughs> like I said, we we want to jump ahead to like amazing Texas stories. Where this isn't like a topics of the week kind of kind of thing. Uh, so we, we don't really care about next weekend specifically. Uh, but uh, but just to establish kind of your background a little bit. Um, 
Am I correct that you were given the keys to Bristol at 22? Yeah, that what is incredible. How did that? Like, yeah. uh, I can't. I, I know what I was like at 22. Which yeah, was I was two years too. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> so how did how did it? Because uh, so Bristol was also an SMI track. No, oh, it's not. No, not at the time. Not, not then. Okay, this is 1980, uh, January of 81. Okay. I moved. Uh, the the I came out of college in 1980. Okay, and uh, went to work at Nashville Speedway, which is where I'm from, the fairgrounds, okay. a half mile track, which produced a lot of great great guys. Like um, you know, I can go way back uh, to. Cuckoo Marlin and David wow. Sisko and guys right. like that, mm-hmm. but certainly Daryl Waltrip and Sterling Marlin and Bobby Hamilton and Mike Alexander and so on and so forth. Right. And uh, great racing tradition, great track, and I don't know why that track just, you know, if you were good there, you were going to be a good cup driver. Yeah, right. But um, anyhow, uh, came out of college, and like every college kid, sent my resume everywhere looking for a job. Sure. And, and uh, was, was stock car racing where you wanted to be? Well, no. Uh, you know, like every kid i thought well i'll go into the nfl i'll be a pr guy ah, okay sure and, uh, and that was your thing was pr that was kind of yes sports all right. pr sports okay. pr and and so it's a lot uh, of useless uh you know it um it's probably a good thing because i probably would have murdered some uh 22 year old freak of nature uh who said no i'm not going to do that interview no, you're going to do that interview. Right. You know, <laughs> you're going to do that interview. And, and so it's probably, and when I say freak of nature, you know what I mean. Uh, uh, big guys. Uh, uh, y- That's you, you know, I've <laughs> Thank you. They're fighting over food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been in the car a long time. They're, uh, uh, this is not a Pringle, just to be clear, so I'm very excited. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it, you know, like first time I met Troy Aikman, uh, oh, yeah. you know, I was like, my God, Troy, you ought to be an offensive lineman. You know, he's huge. Right. And uh, so, uh, uh, you know, I would have, I would have just taken a gun in the into the uh, <laughs> locker room and just murdered right. one of them. Right. Uh, so it's a good thing. I wound up in racing. Right. Ed Clark, who's uh, president of Atlanta Motor Speedway, was uh, the twenty-three, four-year-old general manager of Nashville Speedway, and so he had long hair and a beard, and so did I. So okay. uh, when I went, honestly, when they introduced me to him for, at the interview, I thought. Man, I'm lucky. This is, you know, because I had a beard and longer hair and stuff, and <laughs> I was kind of worried right about that. So, yeah. uh, anyway, Ed hired me at $9,000 a year. Oh. And um, uh, d- these two guys owned the track and also owned Bristol at the time. Uh, they'd bought Bristol in 1978, I want to say, for $600,000. Wow. So, um, after uh, after the eight, 1980 season, you know, they were viewed in Bristol as carpetbaggers. Okay. Uh, come into town. Uh, Ed and I would go up there for a week, put everything together for the race. Take opportunity. And, then, and yeah. on the day after, we would go back to Nashville yeah. Yeah. with the money. Yeah. And so the whole view of us being carpetbaggers was true. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, you know. But uh, you're a southern guy, so you can get away with it. You know. And so uh, they they realized they needed somebody there all the time. Sure. And so I was the logical choice. So here I am at, you know, 22 years old running Bristol. And, and wow. you know, the staff was my secretary who sold all the tickets and uh, a guy that cut the grass. Oh, wow. A little, so little different than today. Yeah. Oh, much different than yeah. today. Yeah. yeah. Much, much, much different. So, right. and it, it has, it's changed. So, on a, on a, to a degree and a level, I can't begin to yeah. to tell you the expertise and the, and the uh, uh, you know, back then, you, you know, we really weren't doing anything. Right. You, you know, you sent out some brochures, you bought a little advertising, and you waited for the phone to ring. Right. And today, you know, we've got uh, a sales staff and a, phone room and they're yeah. you know cold calling all day long and then we've got operators standing by and taking your o- orders and sure. we've got 
digital people doing internet and email and right. all the social media stuff and right you know on and on and on but there's there's a uh, we've we've got more people in our front office than the Dallas Cowboys have in their front office to give you an example right, so right. it's a big operation but it's very almost surgical so so know, the expertise this is going to be a negative that actually is actually a big compliment but <laughs> you were 22 in 1980 yeah I know. and i'm no, no no i'm looking at you and looking at myself i'm like this guy's like five years older than me <laughs> like you are a very trying. young looking man for your age that's insane Man, I'm uncomfortable. Suddenly. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't that no, kind of no, sound creepy? I, should I leave? Did that kind <laughs> of sound? Creepy? I've been in the car a long time. <laughs> I, uh, I'm 58. I just turned 58. A few. You uh, don't few look 58. I give you that. How old do you think I am? Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I would have said uh, 48. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You actually remind me of uh, the great Bob Varsha. Oh my God. Holy. <laughs> Okay, don't we, we don't ever him, say that because he's him a hero. Yeah, yeah, Bob's a great guy. He's no, he's Bob a, for he's a thirty-five hero. years. He's yeah. a much better-looking guy than Sean. Yeah, though. we're the same age, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bob and I. <laughs> no so way. you know, uh, he's so good on the uh, on the F one stuff. So or yeah. it was so good. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, anyhow, but yeah, so I've been doing this for thirty-seven seasons now. I guess long time. That's crazy. Sean's whole life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really sad. How old is he really? He's 37. 37. Well, okay. That's 48. Just kinda <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Most people get like 40 and they're being generous, so it's really, it's bad. Uh, well, you've got, you've got some gray. Yeah. It's a life of monster energy drink and no sleep. And, and yeah. I don't, so. I, yeah. I have some Enduros. gray in my beard, but I don't yeah, have any, that's why I was really like, like, have any gray in my hair. Literally, I'm looking at you like, oh, we're like almost the same age and holy yeah, shit. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on. Moving yeah. on. So, uh, uh, all right. So. We'll 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 cover some of the the basic information really real quick here, but uh, uh, the week before the race, which is now, how it doesn't feel that manic. Obviously, we're walking in at four thirty, so maybe it was been it was crazy earlier today. Well, I'm talking to you and I'm responding to emails, yeah. so <laughs> it kind of you know, I mean, that's not manic, but uh, but it should never appear manic, right? You know, because sure. I assume a chase race. I mean, you guys are this is this is gonna be chase race number five six in the chase. Well, yeah, eight the, eight of ten. So Eight of ten. Yeah. Holy sh! Okay, there's only I got uh, my math all wrong. We've no, been in a car for a month. Well, yeah, we're yeah. very tired. <laughs> you go to Phoenix, then you go to Homestead. Yeah. So wow. Uh, okay. You know, in in to me, and I, I'm not, this probably isn't where you were headed, but I'll no, it's fine. Uh, to me, there's no structure. There are, you know, there's there's three rounds of three, and then yeah. there's the tenth race, the championship race. Yeah. So the first two rounds, uh, the strategy. It's taken a little while, and finally, it it has shown its head this year. Yeah. Strategy is, don't do something stupid in the first two right. rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do something stupid in the round of 16. Don't do something stupid in the round of 12. Yeah. Just try and ha- keep all four fenders on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? And yeah. if so, you'll probably advance. Right. Well, now there's eight, and it's about to be cut to four. Right. And there's no more of that. This right. is, uh, you know, uh, Jeff Gordon right here beneath us uh, felt like Brad Keselowski ran him a little too deep, too high, too hard into a corner yeah. late in the race two years ago. Yeah. And um, he spun, and uh, he didn't hit the wall, but I remember he, he lost a lap and things like that. And, and so that's the time he got out of the car on pit road. And, Big old fight. And, uh, you know, usually a fight is not a fight. It's right. a couple <laughs> guys pushing. Maybe yeah, a water yeah. bottle gets thrown, yeah. and it's kind of a little scrum, but right. no punches. Right. Well, Jeff, I'm in Victor Lane to do the trophy presentation. I looked over because uh, I've I'm, I'm also been around this long enough that I'm over in a corner so yeah. they can sling all the beer and champagne yeah, and, yeah, and get the hell out of the whatever. way. Whatever. I'm not getting wet. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to get pulled over on the way home. And, <laughs> and I tell, yeah, I was standing in Victory Lane and sure see these were. guys throwing yeah. alcohol all over me. That's why I smell like this because <laughs> they don't believe you. Right. But um, 
anyhow, I'm standing over in a corner, and I look, and here's Jeff three or four feet from me inside Victory Lane. And we made eye contact, and I was like, man, he's pissed. Right. Man, that's blood running down his yeah. chin. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I was like, wow. Okay, so I knew something had gone on. Right. I don't right. know what, yeah. but I heard the crowd, so I knew something happened right. and then right. i knew something happened again so i'm right. like yes you know <laughs> but i don't know who but jeff and i made eye contact and and i saw the blood and so i knew it was a real fight yeah, punches absolutely. were thrown and so, so this I, isn't metaphoric blood like you're literally no, seeing blood, literally on, him. blood on his okay. chin okay. and he like i said he looks at me and so I, fast forward a few weeks later <laughs> we're in las vegas for the nascar banquet and i'm talking to some people and jeff walks by and he stops and he goes did you see me in Victor Lane? I said, oh, yeah, it registered. He said, <laughs> "He said I looked at you, and I thought, oh, hell, of all places for me to do this, he said, that's going to be the billboard. That's going to be – I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, I love you, man, but i got to use it. I gotta, you know? got to use it. He said, honestly, that was a thought that went through my head is, why did I do that here? Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah. So I said, well, well thank you for like, doing it here. It's got to be awesome because, I mean, obviously with, with only – Three races left to go, and two before the the final cutoff. This is serious. Tension's yeah. high, really yeah. here. So you got to be excited because yeah. like it seems like every year there's a big fight here. So. It's intense. It really That's is. Awesome. And I got to tell you, I don't think the drivers, you know, they're not going to say this. Right. They don't like the chase. Yeah. Because it, you know, anything that adds pressure in their yeah. view, it, that's not a good thing. Right. So, right. Uh, but I think the chase is great. Personally. Absolutely. Does, did it? Did yeah. you? Uh, you know, we we've never really discussed too much of the chase because our our show does not just NASCAR. We're doing right. all kinds of stuff. Right. Did the chase change ticket sales for you on the second race? No, no, it really hasn't. Uh, you know, but you know, Brian France called me before he uh, put together the chase. Was it ten, twelve years ago now? And I said, hey, you know, I'm I'm with you, buddy. Uh, whatever you need me to do or say, because uh, I like this. You know. Right. Well, he called me a few years ago and said. Okay, we're looking at these three rounds, and then a final race, four guys. However you finish that race determines the championship. I said, back that up. One race, that determines the championship. He said, it does. And I said, you know, I really like this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, except except that it's not here. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, uh, I can make that case why yeah. it should be. Right. But uh, regardless, I like the elimination. I like the intensity level that it brings to it. And, you yeah. know, every other sport has a playoff. And... You know, I hear people say, uh, well, Martin Truex has had a great year. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but he's out of the chase. Yeah. <coughs> well, you know, uh, just because you had a great year, once you get to the playoffs, everything right. gets reset. Yes. Right. And you got to keep winning. And if you don't win, uh, the New England Patriots went undefeated in the regular season. They yeah. obviously went undefeated and won the AFC Championship, and they went into the Super Bowl yeah. with a chance to be the second undefeated team to the 72 Dolphins. And and yet the New York Giants beat them in the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how it goes. That's it. Yeah. You don't get right, the yeah. Super Bowl right. trophy yeah. for being the regular season champion. That's right. Right. And so every sport has it. And you know, I, I hate it for Martin because I I have so much admiration and respect for him. Uh, but you know, that's the it uh, is what them's it is. the rules. Right. Yeah, exactly. Them's the rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So anyway, so yes, so I was 22 at Bristol. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, go, like go I was going to say, my favorite thing so far is that right away you you admit to us who you are. Which is the guy that loves to promote. You yeah. see, you see the fight, and you're like, "Oh, baby, I'm going to be able to use that." And that's what we like when we were talking about guests for the season. I'm like, I'd really love to talk to Eddie Gossage because this guy has a, a, a what's it called the Rekos- the a dinosaurus. Ro- ro- oh, Robosaurus. Robosaurus. Oh, that's yeah, it. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the Robosaurus. You have Evil Knievel coming out here. You got stunts all the time, and it's kind of what Texas is known for now. Is that you guys have n- not just a great racetrack, 
because all these like this Atlanta and Charlotte are my favorite my favorite tracks for for NASCAR. You have Big Hoss, which we're looking at here. World's it's, biggest it's, television. It's amazing. I got to watch TV on it once. That was yeah. pretty cool. And it, it, that's what this place is known for now. It's it's great racing, but also unique gimmicks that that you kind of come up with. And I'm sure your team and everything. Well, yeah, I was gonna say I, I get all the credit, but I also get all the blame when they're bad. Right, so right. Yeah, you know, yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll talk about good, that. Yeah. But so one of the things we wanted we wanted to ask was. You have all these cool ideas you're coming up with and putting out there. What are the ones that, that get shut down? That it's like, okay, we can't do that. That you're like, oh, man, I had such a great idea. Boy. You know, and here's the problem is I forget all of them because <laughs> right. it's all about the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I, don't mean the, I don't mean the good ones. I mean the bad, uh, bad ones. I mean the good ones, too. Yeah. Uh, you kind of got to remind me sometimes. And, uh, you know, I can tell you about the all-girl uh, race team. Okay. okay. Uh, Shauna Robinson driving and an all-female pit crew uh-huh. uh, in a truck race that we did, gosh, 15 years ago yeah. or whatever. Uh, but, you know, people will tell me and remind me, and I go, oh, like, yeah, oh, I yeah. forgot about <laughs> that. Uh, so I, honestly, there have been some where I've said no to, but I'll tell you the most recent one that hasn't gone over around here, and I'm, I'm thinking about firing the whole staff because they don't <laughs> realize the genius of this <laughs> or the effort. Right. Uh, so so uh, in 2002... Sports Illustrated did a story on this goat uh, that was over in uh, just outside of Orlando, named Little Dale. Do you remember this? No, no. Okay. But <laughs> it's a black goat. Okay. And its its fur on its left side formed a perfect okay. three. I do remember yes. this now. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I saw that and I said, I want the goat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, bring, me, bring the me the goat. <laughs> yeah. And so we started chasing after the goat. The gentleman that owned the goat wasn't interested, loved Little Dale. And actually, I think he thought Little Dale was the key to his Fame forever fortune. Okay. Uh, fortune. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it didn't quite turn out that way. And sadly, the, the gentleman passed away, but we knew his wife, and, and uh, they loved Little Dale. And so we explained that, you know, when Little Dale, you know, passed over that rainbow bridge to the other side, <laughs> that we'd like to have Little Dale to pay homage to him, you okay. know. And, uh, uh, you know. Have him stuffed, <laughs> and so um, <laughs> and so little little Dale passed away, and uh-huh. and the lady uh, gave him to us, okay, uh, okay. because she, you know, we, we like yeah, I said, we kept in yeah. touch over yeah. those fifteen. Anyway, so in April, we uh, we brought little Dale out and showed everybody little Dale. Well, nobody on the staff here thinks that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's I thought, amazing. I think it's amazing. I thought it would be a great, like well, here we are in the Speedway Club, yeah. and I thought it'd be great to have little Dale be the mascot of the Speedway yeah, Club. Yeah, absolutely. Go, you know, like and, and first maybe, thing you see when you walk in kind of thing? And yeah. May, yeah, and maybe you have like the, the little Dale drink yeah. at the bar. Yeah, yeah, right. Little Dale stuff, burgers. Stuff it's, little Dale's in the gift shop. You know, yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> it's goat milk and I, I don't drink, but, you know, goat milk and vodka sure, and whatever. whatever. Yeah. Goat yeah, cheese yeah, pizza. You know, yeah. And uh, that kind of stuff. And so the lady that runs the Speedway Club said, if you bring him into the club, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> she said, don't be bringing that goat into the club. <laughs> right. And so, you know, um, I probably have to let her go, and, but <laughs> but nobody nobody has to come up with what to and little how Dale's, to use them. Oh, so you have them though. So oh yeah, you needed to find something to do with. Yeah, them. Little, and yeah. little Dale's Wait. a pretty good size. I is mean, he, so he is stuffed and and hanging out somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah, he is. He is. So there's a stuffed goat somewhere he, in the annals here in this building. He's he's in storage. <laughs> okay. And um, and we just got to find the right place for yeah. little Dale. Okay. Can we I personally think it's genius. Can yeah. you tell Mike when he comes to, to run you up that we have to have a photo with little Dale? 
Uh, is that loud? I don't know is if he knows where Lil Dale is. Okay, never mind. Can we uh, just we'll rummage around until we find him? We'll try. <laughs> you know, and, and I tried the, to we'll reach out up and we're done. to Dale Jr. Okay. Uh, before the race, like the week of. Because I didn't want to tell him too far in advance, but I was trying to reach out to him. And so I said, hey, you need to call me when you get here. I need, I need two minutes of your time. Yeah. He never called. And, uh, okay. So we still roll out Lil Dale, you know. And, and so I see him at driver introductions on Sunday. And I said, hey, you never call me back. He goes, I heard about it. And I said, well, <laughs> I said, I wanted to take you to see Lil Dale. I wanted you to understand, you know. And he goes, kind of creepy. I said, well, <laughs> I, I, you know, I thought, kind of creepy. I mean, it is kind of creepy, to be honest sure, with you. Sure, yeah, but, yeah, a little bit. But, you know, I got to think about that later. Does he mean that, that – you know, his dad was reincarnated in this animal because I don't believe in that stuff. Sure, you know, sure. it, it, it's just a fluke of nature that this thing that has a three on its side. Right, and it has to be the right But I, I wanted yeah. to see it to understand the, the, the humor behind it or whatever. Right. And I said, you, you want to see it sometime? He goes, kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> so Dale's never seen it. So, right. you know, if he wants to see it, we'll take him to it. Someday. But we don't have a use, uh, uh, haven't figured out how to use him. Right. Maybe mount him. So, I mean, like, I don't I don't know how it works when you get an animal stuffed. Like, he's not weatherproof, I'm assuming. No, he he's under glass. Okay, so okay. what what if like stick him on top of the museum of the hotel or the uh, uh, the, the condos sc- yeah. the scoring yeah. pylon or something? I think people need to be able to get close to him, get their picture made. Oh, okay, yeah. I hear you. I hear yeah. you. He's yeah. he's on this base and he's standing his front paws up on a rock. As he and should. He yeah. should yeah. be like holding a little trophy from Daytona. Well, <laughs> the little five hundred trophy. Little five hundred trophy. They, yeah, they yeah. did a, a little. That would work here. They did Texas. a little yeah, video uh, of uh, a, a animated video, and it has. Me reading a paper, and you see little Dell on it, and ding, you know, an idea. And then, anyway, next thing you know, I fly somewhere, and I got a bunch of money, and I bring little Dell back, and it has me in the flag stand, like in uh, um, uh, what was that, uh, the uh, uh, the Lion King, and I, yeah. you know, hold up the, the goat, <laughs> and the crowd roars, and that kind of thing. So, you know, it's all in, it's all a joke. It's it's nothing serious. No, it sounds very serious to me. You know, so so was the was the was Little Dale stuffed before he was transported, or how's that work? Uh, we had a, uh, a taxidermist down there. Okay. to do yeah, the work because you don't want to ship him pre-stuff. No, no, that's probably difficult. No, yeah. I, it's uh, Fair uh, you know they did a great job. Yeah, he 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 looks very much alive. <laughs> I sleep, so. Don't ask why I know. I'm this. happy. I'm good. We can yeah. end it right now. Don't ask why I know <laughs> this, but Texas has the only. Is the only state in the union that has a publicly taught taxidermy part of high school. Oh, and see, I didn't Christie. know that. Yeah, yeah, Corpus yeah, Christi, they that. do. I had to do a History Channel special about it. Maybe but we'll get a little bill stuff. Yeah. I, I just learned that uh, that uh, Florida State has a circus school. <laughs> I missed my calling. <laughs> uh, did you not know that? No. 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 I mean, I just learned it today. Nice. <laughs> Why? Didn't you once have a circus know. outside? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't you once have a circus outside the track? No, inside. Oh, excuse inside. me. Inside, yeah. you know. Yeah, we've shot uh, like the human cannonball over the garage. Yeah. So oh, cool. because and she didn't want to do it did. that way, and I said, "Look, you know, on this side you're standing and people see you get launched and you disappear. On the other side, people just walking along. All of a sudden, there's a Dude, body flying through the air and lands. <laughs> I think that's way cooler. Yeah. And she said, "Well, I I gotta be able to see the target." And I said, "What does it matter? Whether you see it or not." It's not like you can, you, you know, can't control can you landing. shorten yeah. it? Can you lengthen yeah. the, you know, <laughs> you're going to land where you're going to land, gonna land, gonna land yeah. sweetie. So here's the deal. Yeah. And uh, so she did that. Uh, we had a, a guy uh, do a high dive. You know, he's like uh, 100 feet in the air on top of a ladder. Okay. And he set himself on fire and dove into a, a pool of water. Right. Um, 
I'm trying to think what else. But, yeah, all kinds of circusy kinds of things. But that was when we had the uh, the themed Wild Asphalt Circus. Right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. 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 Exactly. And then over over here outside Turn 2 had a, uh, a big carnival, which isn't a circus, but it had that circusy feel, you yeah, know, with yeah. the Ferris wheel and rides Ride. and stuff sure. and night racing, and there's all these carnival all this stuff going on in the back lit up over there. It's kind of cool. Atmosphere. So cool. It goes back to my Nashville Speedway days, which was at a fairgrounds, and okay. you could – you know, yeah, you can go out and all the, have the, all the stuff, uh, all the midway stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. All right. So, is it a common thing then for when you call a driver, they're like, oh, I don't want to call Eddie back because he's going to have me jumping out of a plane or something? For or, some or, of them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually had one name. tell me that. Um, name. Uh, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> big name, big name, big name. Okay. Uh, and, and he uh, was in the June or July race, it is, in, in New Hampshire. Okay. And he said, I did something stupid, and I'm crashing. And he said, spinning across the track, I can't see. There's smoke everywhere. Now, our race isn't until November. And he said, the first thing that came to mind was, man, Eddie's going to have some fun with this one. Yeah. And I thought, <laughs> you know, that's just not a, the way you need to be racing. You don't need to be <laughs> crashing you know. and thinking about yeah, your, yeah. your face is the first thing that <laughs> yeah. comes into somebody's mind. And so I don't All know right. if it's good or bad. but right. um, I think it's amazing. You know, so uh, Kenseth told me one time, Matt and I are good buddies, and he said, he he'd run away with a race here. I mean, yeah. it was yeah. it was he was gone, and he said, uh, "I'm running down the back straightaway." And I thought, "Man, Eddie's gonna be ticked when I get into Victor Lane, you know, because I'm just because the race it, is it's so not dull. even close." Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I said, "What'd you do?" He said, "Nothing. Just hammer down." But you know, <laughs> and I said, "Well, I'm really pissed. Okay, you know, you could have backed it up a little bit, made it a little bit interesting, you know, and that kind of thing." He said, "I thought, just for a second, I thought." I was like, "You know, that scares me when the race car drivers tell me they think about." My reaction to things yeah. when, when they're racing. Sure. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so on the, on the same kind of subject, is, is that the same way with other track presidents? Like if you guys are at a big meeting, you know, all the presidents of tracks and owners are there, and, and you're like, hey, you know, I was thinking, they're like, oh, here we go Yeah, again. I, actually, it, that, like, yeah, that brings up a very specific thing. So, like, uh, don't go where you think I'm going to go. Okay. But in uh, I do a lot of PR marketing in the sports car world. Sean's yeah. the renegade. You stop this now. You <laughs> fucking stop. sports car racing PR Excellent. people. So yeah, no. you guys would actually work out really <laughs> well together. We actually work out really well. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> the, the teams I work with are notorious for doing stunts. And yeah. sometimes I walk into a PR room and kind of get the, oh, f- kind of <laughs> oh, feel yeah. when I walk in. Is this you when you're meeting with track presidents? Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. I mean, yeah. uh, they may tell you otherwise, you know, okay. but um, no, I got a lot of respect for it. Really? Did they never shit on you that like, uh, that like, oh, it's only because he's got Humpy Wheeler as his boss and so it's okay. Humpy, no? Humpy's not my boss. Uh, okay. Or SMI. Wow. Uh, I don't know. Bruton wow. Smith. Bruton yeah. Smith. Yeah. Marcus Smith. Yeah. I'm very tired. Yeah. Bruton Smith. I'm sorry. Well, actually, it's Marcus Smith Marcus now. Smith and, and uh, you know, you know, I got I to gotta tell you, uh, Bruton, uh, Bruton and I have talked about this. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, I worked for him forever. Yeah. And, and he's, of course, passed the baton on to Marcus, right. who's just a great guy and a great promoter yeah. in his own right. But uh, I, I've asked Bruton, hey, you know, if I go too far, he goes, son, if you ever go too far, I'll tell you. But he said, I can't possibly figure out how you're going to go too far <laughs> for me. So he said, you just keep going. Game Don't on. even think right. about it. Game right. on. And so when things passed along, you know, to Marcus, I said the same thing to him because Marcus is uh, not as uh, – Outgoing and bombastic. Okay. Maybe sure. that's bombastic <coughs> is a better word. And sure. I mean it, you know, as a compliment to Bruton because I love Bruton like uh, a, a dad. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's right. just such an important person in my life, and I'm just blessed to have him right. sure. as right. part of my life. But um, 
Marcus said, I, you know, you've never done anything that's made me uncomfortable. And I said, okay, remember you said that. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, um, the truth is, is, is well, um, okay, you're talking about track presidents together. I'll yeah. tell you a quick story. Right. So we're having a meeting, and this this is the SMI track presidents. Okay. And uh, we don't do this once a year, and uh, it's at the uh, NASCAR uh, Cup Banquet in Las okay, Vegas. Sure. And um, Bruton kind of just, He's never told me in 27 years of working for his company. He's never told me to do anything, okay. ever. Okay. You know, he's he, he'll say something like, uh, "Hey, pal, wouldn't it be a good idea?" Or uh, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. And I love I that. You know, and so uh, <laughs> so one day we're having this meeting, and he's like, uh, he says, "I was noticing that souvenir program sales are horrible." Well, souvenir program sales are horrible in everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, a lot of NFL teams don't even produce them. A lot of major right. colleges don't right. produce right. them any longer. It's just things have changed. Yeah. And he said, uh, you know, Train Monkey could sell souvenir programs. Oh, no. And so I'm sitting there. <laughs> yep. And I'm kind of looking around the room. Yeah. Yep. You know, just, yep. I'm not moving my head. I just yep. want to see if anybody else is reacting. Yep. Nobody yep. did. Okay. So I write, Trained Monkey's <laughs> souvenir programs. <laughs> and so... Um, so, uh, you know, I found me some trained monkeys, and we had them yeah, sell a souvenir program. Did it work? Uh, did you sell more? I don't know about selling more, but ESPN loved it. Oh, all yeah. the Where local TV. There? I mean, it was it was great TV. And so, so, uh, so I go to tell this story yeah. uh, race week in the media center. We're having a press conference, and I've got Mikey the monkey on my shoulder, right? And and his How'd trainer. You uh, you know, had taught me a little bit about him, and 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 I knew Mikey a little bit, and, yep. and so uh, uh, she gave me a, a sucker, uh, like a like a kid would yeah. have, you know. Yeah. And uh, she said, if he gets a little bit antsy, just uh -huh. unwrap it and hand it to him. He'll be happy as he can be. So a little bit into the press conference, he starts getting a little bit, you know, antsy, and so I yeah. unwrap it and I'm answering questions. I just hand it to him, and he's yeah. just he's happy now. He's right. happy. Sure. So well, he finishes the the sucker. Thank you. Okay. And and so he gets a little more animated, and the little more animated he is, the more the photographers are shooting photos and the flashes are going off, which yeah. makes him more animated, which makes them shoot more photos okay. and more flashes go off. Right. And the next thing you know, I can feel his, his little feet digging into my shoulder, oh. and he's crawling over my head, going to the other shoulder, and yeah. back and forth yeah. and stuff, and I figure it's time to end this. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I do. And so the press conference is over, and I give Mikey back to the, the trainer and that kind of thing. And anyway, about two hours later, I scratch my head and I go, oh, man, my my head's like, you know, the hair is just hard as it can be. And I realize eh. monkey slobber and and sucker yeah. slobber right, and yeah, stuff. Right, right. And then I go, wait, what? And I, I pull the stick out of my hair. Oh. I've been walking around for two hours with the <laughs> right, sucker stick right. jammed in my hair. And, and so I got uh, monkey slobber mousse <laughs> uh, in my hair and stuff nice. like that. So okay. anyway, but, you know. Uh, that was the other track presidents. They didn't catch that one, and I did. Yeah, so, you know. nicely yeah. done. <laughs> so, uh, four minutes or less here. We uh, the only tr other track president we met with uh, in the whole sort of series of the show was Jill Campbell, who was the uh, kind of the operating uh, manager of, of Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca. I don't know oh. if you guys have ever crossed paths. Yeah. Publicly owned. You know, they have a very different group of people to answer to. Texas Motor Speedway is part of ISC uh, and uh, owned by Bruton Smith. <laughs> Uh, SMI. Right, SMI. There you go. <laughs> SMI. You, you do understand we've been in a car for 19 hours. It's, uh, been, a, it's been a while. We're the guys SMI. in the white hats. Not ISC. Right. SMI, right. which is owned by Bruton Smith. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, 
Thank you very much. Uh, and, and Marcus Smith is our president and Marcus, CEO. Yes, that, and we really do I research w- these I, things. I honestly would know this if this was tomorrow. <laughs> okay. So I promise. Good deal. We're based in Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> okay, fair Eight enough. Eight racetracks. Uh, so it's, but it's, but, but my, my, my point is, um, you know, uh, Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca is very restricted. They can only run five right. public events. Right. You know, they, they have a... You know, they always are fighting with sort of the county to keep the track open. Here it's a little bit different. I assume the community is a little bit different in how they embrace it. Um, but what are what are sort of the – how does this sort of business model of Texas Motor Speedway work? You know, it, it, it's changing a bit because of, of the transition from Bruton to Marcus. Bruton was very entrepreneurial and, um, you know – He's he's funny. He 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 would never really get terribly involved in the in the day to day activities, where Marcus is is far more involved because this is all he does. You know, right. Bruton also has uh, Sonic Automotive, another publicly traded company that's yeah. you know got automobile dealerships all over the country. Right. Um, I think Bruton told me one day he's got like eighteen thousand employees or something like that. Yeah. Uh, real estate holdings, and uh, you know, one day he and I were I'm driving and it's about dusk and we're in Dallas on a very busy uh, highway and he's kind of bending over trying to look at these buildings and I go, what are you looking at? And he said, I own that building. And it's you know, <laughs> huge building. Right. And I said, well, right. why do you own that building? He said, well, because I own the insurance company in that building. And I said, okay. And he said, I've owned that since 1970, I guess, something like that. Wow. So, you know, he's got a lot of other things yeah. going yeah. on where yeah. Marcus is very this tuned is what he in does. and this is what he does. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, little little bit different philosophy but Bruton would call you <laughs> Bruton would call you this this is so Ed Clark and I going back to Nashville Speedway you know 37 years ago we're you know <coughs> Bruton will say hey I talked to your brother yeah he's talking about Ed you know yeah. and so uh, Ed will call me all down in the dumps and he'll say uh have you talked to Bruton lately yeah yeah I did yesterday he said well he called me and told me about you know you're doing this and and so-and-so is doing this in bristol and you know so-and-so is doing this in vegas and he didn't mention a thing about what we're doing i said you mean the and i'll tell him what he's doing i yeah. go he called me he did the same thing except he's telling me about you and the guy <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah and i said you know <laughs> come on it yeah you know you've been here longer than i've been here right. so yeah. uh but that was how he but you know marcus is uh, marcus has a different approach which is uh, great, love working with him, and he's he's uh, wants to know more about every little thing. Right. That you, not every little thing. I don't mean it to sound that way. Everything that you do, he likes to be engaged and involved. He likes for us to share best practices from speedway to speedway, right, and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's uh, but you're encouraged to you know uh, do whatever uh, as long as it's successful, right, and, and and of course you know in proper taste and doesn't. We're a very conservative group of people. And people don't realize that we're a very conservative group of people yeah you, you the monkeys may have uh, <laughs> may have tipped us the other you way you know but that's it's the stuff the stuff goes the stuff goes <laughs> the monkey was clothed okay you know, enough, so fair enough, okay could, could have been a nude monkey and right. uh, would okay. nobody would have really thought of much about that <laughs> but you know now was it clothed with like texas motor speedway clothing of course of course okay. it was yeah, yeah, yeah right. naturally come on man yeah, yeah billboard <laughs> yeah i guess what kind of question is that <laughs> so uh <laughs> some of the other smi tracks you know it's charlotte bristol Vegas. Okay, let me go. Texas. I kind of go east to west, sort okay. of. Charlotte, Atlanta, Bristol, uh, Kentucky, New Hampshire, Texas, Las Vegas, and Sonoma. Right. Okay. Point. It seems like Charlotte and Texas, this is in my perception, are the ones who do the most stunts, so to speak. Like, I don't see yeah. that kind of stuff happening in Sonoma as much. Is that just a personality? <laughs> well, I don't thing? think it fits the culture in Sonoma. Uh, the, the, the location, I don't yeah. think it fits road racing, yeah. et cetera. Sure. You know? sure. So, um, 
you know, they, they emphasize their wine uh, heritage. Right. You know, yeah. in Victory Lane, you have a, a toast with a glass of wine right, from right, the right, Napa right. region and that kind of thing. And so it's, you know, you do what's what's, what's right, right for, for you. Area. You know, here we're shooting six shooters in yeah. Victory <laughs> Lane. you got a cowboy hat on. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Right. you know, uh, and because that's appropriate. Because that's what we Texans do. Right. I, I shoot six shooters at night. Often, just every night, just, just like, like driving you, on the highway. Something yeah, yeah. else great, just bam, 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 bam. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so this is your going to bed ritual. You know? right. but, yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, you know. Okay, so one of the questions we had as a, as a track president, you've you've got to have some crazy fans getting out of hand stories. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not going to tell you those. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I have. But <laughs> is there a, like a NASCAR jail here? Like, is there just no. a holding pen? You guys put no, people and, in and, for an hour. Uh, see, okay, so. You know, NASCAR, a bunch of rednecks and sure, beer and yeah, yeah. fast women and fast cars. Right. It's not like that. Um, Cowboys Stadium. Uh, I got season tickets. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cowboys Stadium. Uh, they average 10 arrests per game. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. Uh, every yeah. Sunday. Wow. And, and I, I'll be honest, there's a whole lot more they could arrest. Right, you right, know, right. A whole lot more. Uh here and this has been gosh it's probably been 10 years since i checked yeah i think we had two arrests for the season oh wow, wow. and so and do you guys have to have uh, any restrictions no beer after a certain point or anything like that uh tabc regulations uh i think we cut off beer sales with uh 25 percent to go, to go so okay. okay for instance if it's a i'll make it up because i don't do math well 400 lap race you cut it off at 300 yeah that kind of thing so you, you right. try to do those type things yeah. but uh you know, but you're also allowed to carry in. This is one of the things we allow here because, you know, the First Amendment right of every race fan is the right to bear a cooler. Yeah, and, right. uh, absolutely. So, you know, but, but, as I say that, cooler doesn't necessarily mean beer. Right. We once did a survey, and 49%, which surprised me, 49% carry beer in their cooler. 51% carry, you know, other beverages and snacks and things yeah, like that. And right. you'd be surprised how many people have um, – Medical issues, but diabetic, and they've got to carry the right, right foods, right. the right medicines, and things yeah. keep them cold, et cetera. Sure. So, right. But I, I, before that, I, when I saw a cooler, I thought beer. Yeah, sure. And that's right. not not yeah. the case. <laughs> sure. Fair enough. So, all right. Too much serious stuff. Let's talk <laughs> yeah. stunts. All right. Robosaurus. Uh, <laughs> okay. So first <laughs> of all, Robosaurus. Uh, what, what's the budget on Robosaurus? Like oh. I want one. So oh, Robo, Robo, Robo was for sale. Oh, oh, uh, right. how much? Hear that, you know who built Robosaurus? No clue. The very same guy that built Evil Knievel's Sky Cycle that okay, yeah, that yeah the had the parachute yeah, problem. Yeah, okay. Uh, back in 1975, four, yeah, whatever. Right. Um, and and Robosaurus is really cool. And and I'll be honest, uh, I was the PR guy at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Ed Clark was VP of Events, and we worked for Humpy Wheeler. Right. And so. Uh, I'm in a grocery store and I see Robosaurus on the cover of, you know, Inquirer or one of those <laughs> okay. things. Yeah. Okay. And I grab that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you know, I got to know more about it. And so I take it in on Monday. I go into Ed's office and say, hey, look at this. We got to get this thing. He said, that's crazy. I said, this, what's our, this what's is our robot dinosaur budget? Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. You don't have a line item for that one. Right. And, right. Um, and he said, that's, that's a terrible idea. Now, d- does and this stuff go. Uh, through Bruton or through no, uh, no. okay, okay, no. and, and so, so this is this is like nineteen ninety, ninety one something like yeah, that, yeah. and so uh, uh, the next day I'm going uh, with Humpy somewhere I don't remember where, and so I was like you know I need to show him that Robosaurus because I you know I love Ed but I think he's probably wrong on this yeah, one right he is. and so I 
<laughs> go in his office. He wasn't there, so I just got the, you know, inquire whatever it was off his desk and took it with me and driving along. I said, hey, look at this. I handed it to Humpy. He goes, we got to get this. Find <laughs> it. <laughs> and so uh, we got Robosaurus there at Charlotte, and uh, uh, I went and, and grabbed Dale Earnhardt, and I said, hey, you gotta you got to see this thing. Uh, and I said, we're going to do a little exhibition on Friday. He's going to perform on Sunday. Okay. We're going to do a little exhibition on Friday so all the TV cameras can get, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and there are two operators. You sit in the head like fighter pilots, you know, one sure. behind the one other. Right. I said, uh, why don't you operate the special effects? You want to do that? And he said, this is stupid. <laughs> I said, well, you got to just, just try it. So tonight, that night when we everything is shut down, uh, we get him in a Robosaurus with the pilot. He loved it. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And so he gets out and he goes, all right. He says, 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. We're going to meet right here. He said, I'm bringing my boy to show him this. So yeah, he brought okay. Dale Jr. the next day, who was, you know, 8 or whatever, yeah. showed him that. So uh, that afternoon we did uh, Robosaurus, a little performance out there on the front straightaway, and we introduced the pilot, the out jumps, you know, John Doe. Yeah. And his co-pilot in the top opens up and out steps Earnhardt. Of course, yeah. the place goes nuts. Right, right. And right. so Robosaurus is a big hit on Sunday. You know, everybody sees it on TV. Yeah. So fast forward, you know, 20 years, whatever, down the road, and, um, you know, I go, I wonder what Robo's doing these days. So I called up Robosaurus and booked him over here for uh, an IndyCar race. This is probably, I don't know. 15 years ago, something like that. Yeah. And so brought him back again this summer. Uh, you know, there's it, the, the challenge is to do something production-wise that's big enough to be seen. Right. Because our front stretch grandstands from one end to the other is two-thirds of a mile long. Right, right. You know, and so, and, and of course, we have big hoss now. But before that, you know, you had to be able to see it or you weren't, you know. So uh, you have to think about big production. And Robosaurus certainly is big, you yeah, know. Sure. with his size and crushing cars and breathing fire and <laughs> chomping on them and all stuff the good like things that. you need. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it does. It has all the elements. Yeah. Let me tell you. Here, here's the basic elements of produ of promotion. If you can use a monkey, uh, if you can use an elephant, if you can use fire, if you have all three or two of the three, it's it, you know two of them home run, <laughs> all three grand slam. Right. So you know. Um, <laughs> Just one of those things. So, are you hiring? <laughs> you know, I know I'm off to a great start. Well, but, uh, well, the one lady's well, getting fired for yeah, denying. I, I don't think so. you want me in. You want to run the Speedway yeah. Club? Uh, I, no. <laughs> I, look at me. I don't think you want me running the Speedway Club. Do you, Yeah. Nor do you want me fact checking. So, um, <laughs> I swear I'm more awake on other days. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of promotion, and you don't have to answer this, but uh, this year uh, there was. A little bit of controversy. So uh, Phil Robertson, who's uh, known as uh, one of the one of the Duck Dynasty guys, he, you really know. the father of the clan. Yeah, right, right. The Robertson clan. They're exactly. And uh, you know, he was already under some hot water a couple of years ago for saying some some controversial statements um, on uh, a number of minority issues, and and uh, and you had him leave the, lead the prayer. Uh, and that prayer ended up becoming a bit controversial because he literally said, uh, Lord, help put a Jesus man in the White House. Right. And if I'm being blunt, Ryan and I read that and went, oh, he totally, like, Eddie totally knew what he was doing when he had him lead the prayer. No. I, really? I, really? Okay. First of all, uh, okay, let me back up. Okay. The uh, the Ducks, uh, uh, Duck, we call them the Ducks. Right. Uh, the duck, uh, duck Commander. Family, right. uh, the the uh, company that make the Duck yeah, Calls. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a hunter. 
but uh, they make the duck calls, and, and they sponsored the race. It was mm-hmm. a three-year deal. Right. And, um, you know, they're all very popular sure. uh, with our fans, and, and so uh, and they have a variety of talents. Uh, you know, we've got a couple of singers, and sure. so uh, they would come to us and say, you know, could so-and-so sing the national anthem? You know, sure. Right. Let me hear a tape. Sure. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Let's do it. You know, and so and so wants to say, "Gentlemen, start your engines." Now, the only thing that's that is spelled out in the contract for any sponsorship here at Texas is the sponsor gets to name the person that says, "Gentlemen, start or oh, drivers okay. start your engines." Okay. Okay. Uh, everything else is, uh, uh, you know, w- we plug different people in. For sure. instance, uh, you know, coming up here, Dennis Quaid will uh, say, "Gentlemen, start oh, your cool. driver, okay. start your engines." Okay. You know. Um, uh, my buddy Chuck Norris is going to introduce the eight drivers in the chase. Goddamn right he is. He's the <sighs> baddest man on the planet. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And so, uh, anyhow. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they said, here's, we'd like to have here, there, or whatever. Okay, fine. You know, it, it's not like they, quote, unquote, bought the invocation. Okay. You know? Uh, but when they said, how about Phil? Well, okay, whatever, fine. So you had no idea what was going on. <laughs> uh, I, I could, I cannot tell you what the invocation has ever been. It's not like you sit there and go, "Okay, what, what are you be, praying for?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Th- that just seems yeah, awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I, we are going to screen who's going to sing the national sure, anthem, sure, and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But you don't screen, quote unquote, screen right, prayer. Right. I, no, I, and I and totally so, get that. Yeah. But when you hear him say, "Please put a Jesus man in the White House," is there a little side? He's like, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and it because says it's, it's like gonna this is going to hit headlines. Oh, I, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as soon as I heard it, right. uh, and I'm standing there like everybody else, as soon as I heard it, I go, well, okay. Uh, going to be answering some questions about that yep, one yep. That for the rest of the day today. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and for the so, week. Uh, well, Sports Illustrated called me two weeks ago when we talked about it. Oh, still. Really? And okay. Yeah, it's still there. Yeah, and okay. In fact, it's in this week's Sports Illustrated. And, and a podcast in November. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so, you know, and um, – Look, you, you, you know, you're not going to please everybody. Sure. I, I know that. And uh, uh, so it, it's one of those things where it's offensive to some people now right. to even do the national anthem. Right. right. What the heck's wrong with this country? Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm – so that's my personal view. Sure. And so um, if if you have somebody – uh, the the Fort Worth Stock Show and rodeo has been going on for 120 years. Their rodeo is a big thing every January. Um, they had a, a, a Muslim, uh, uh, and I must use the wrong words simply because I'm ignorant sure. about the the religion. Sure. Um, but the minister, I don't know what you would refer to. Is that that's no proper idea. or not? Uh, proper? Yeah, let's, let's get past that. That's fine. But <laughs> but, but he he gave the invocation okay. Cool. Okay. one night before the rodeo, and so. Um, that was very controversial. Here in in Fort Worth, Texas, far more controversial than Phil Robertson. Yeah, right. Absolutely. You know, right. and yeah. so. But the point is, is that no matter what but the you nation's going to adopt, there's it somebody. Than Fort Worth. Yeah. Right. There's yeah. somebody that's and so. Um, I didn't. I didn't worry about it. It's just. Oh no, no. Know, I understand not worrying about it, but one of those things where you go, it's. Uh, it's yeah. just at, yeah, a, at a track with a reputation for. Fun promotion for Little Dale, yeah, yeah. for yeah, I mean, with stuffed goats, and and so uh, when we heard that, it was like, oh, I wonder if that was by design. And oh so no, you're a goddamn no. genius. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. Right. Uh, I, I am a, uh, a believer. I am a Christian, um, and and but my personal views. There are certain things we're going to do. There are certain things we're not going to do ever. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Or or, you know, if the track wanted to. And unfortunately, I work for 
uh, one of the finest Christian men I know, Marcus Smith. Sure. But if the Trek ever said, we're going to do this, and it offended my um, uh, uh, faith, or right. yeah. I, w- I wouldn't work here anymore. Okay. So, you okay. know, um, but that was not something that's pre-done. You don't, sure. you, don't yeah. you know, write out the invocation for me. I get that. I totally get that. Um, <laughs> so last time I was here, there was talk. I think I remember this correctly. Is Big Hoss getting bigger? Big Hoss is bigger. Big Hoss Then wow. when you were here this okay, summer. Okay, all right. And, uh, yeah. How big is he right now? Uh, he is 200 and uh, he, she, it. It's uh, is, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, how do we refer to sounds like a ma- Hoss sounds like a ma- masculine okay, name Okay, could me. be. Yeah. I mean, I'll, okay. I'll let you decide. It we call is, it Caitlin. Uh, uh, <laughs> then, we can, then we can be whatever we want. <laughs> probably wouldn't play well in Fort Worth. Oh, probably true. <laughs> I'm from California. Big Caitlin. No, they didn't sound right. Big Caitlin. No, so, no. You know, I know Bruce Jenner, or, or, or do Caitlin. Bruce Jenner, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I just can't imagine a six-foot-three-inch Caitlin. So, yeah, right. no, uh, right. Anyway. She's come up a lot on this season of yeah. our podcast. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Big Hoss, let me just get to that and yeah. stay out of the other, <laughs> is uh, it – was sure. it's 220 feet wide and the screen is 110 feet tall and it was t- 100 feet tall oh, okay we added yeah. 10 feet of height to it right okay. because um uh, the, these we have uh, a scoreboard here that's behind me a scoring pylon okay. yeah and that's kind of antiquated you know light bulbs that light up right, and right. that kind of thing and and you know because you've got the most amazing uh technical marvel that is on the planet, yeah. the biggest television. What guy doesn't like the biggest television yeah, in the yeah. freaking oh, yeah. world? Oh, yeah. And over here you got light bulbs you're screwing in to uh, a uh, sure pylon. Sure. And so we used to have two. We took one down, uh, and we, we now have a digital scoreboard that goes across the bottom okay. in okay. essence okay. of yeah. Big Hoss. Uh, we could have done like TV stations do, TV, uh, TV networks do, and put the graphic on the screen where like you can't see yeah. what is going on on the screen. The, yes. right. yeah. And we didn't want to do that. Sure. Uh, we left one pylon up just to kind of wean people off the pylon okay. to Big Hoss, and in time, this one will come down too. Right. So gotcha. it'll be exclusively uh, the digital scoreboard on underneath on the, Big Hoss. Right. But that's why it's bigger. And, um, you know, I, I know the podcast listeners can't, can't see this, but. To give you some scale, the, yeah. the words Texas Motor Speedway, those letters are 10 feet tall. You know, it's, oh, wow. it's 13 stories to yeah. the top. Yeah. So it's it's a big boy. Yeah. Boy, that, that does not do it You can drive by yeah. here at night sometimes, and it's on. Yeah. Oh, really? And I tell people. Like a maintenance thing, or they're just putting it on for the heck of it? Well, I tell people, you know, I got a big old leather recliner, and I'm sitting <laughs> here with a bowl of popcorn in my underwear, and I'm watching TV. You know, it's just because. Like, has anyone tried to pull a yeah. prank like that? Just like, oh, late night HBO or something like that. We've, we've watched a few movies. I mean, do you have a universal remote from here you can, like, turn that thing on? No, man, it's tough to turn that thing on. Is it really? Oh, it yeah, it takes, like, warm three up laptops. Oh, I figured you'd have, like, an app on your phone so no. you could be like, all right, Real Housewives <laughs> is coming on, guys. <laughs> yeah. I need 20 minutes. DVR. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Rewinding it. Uh, but, no, it, it's, it's you know, it's like launching a, a missile, yeah. you know. Yeah. So well, it have the codes and, you know, two keys, <laughs> two keys. and you break <laughs> yeah, this right, thing. Right, So, I... It, it, and Marcus and I talked about this because they have a big screen in Charlotte. Right. And I said, do you know how to operate? This is a back room building. He yeah. said, "He said I can fly it. I can't land it, but I can fly it. <laughs> I and like so kind of like a good Fair description. Good. You know? um, I, w- I went to uh, Charlotte a couple of years ago during Christmas, and they were showing like Christmas movies, yeah. and then they had like a light attraction where you could drive in. Do you guys right. do, that do that here that as too. well? Yeah, yes. That's great. Yeah. 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 And, and, and 
tens of thousands of yeah. people come through here and ride through the light show and right. and you know you got a Christmas vacation playing yeah. or whatever on the big screen and uh, you know uh, it, it's cool. Uh, I got grand daughters who love sure. it yeah sure so and uh, you know they don't have to pay yeah so uh, <laughs> that, that's now, part. now my well my son and daughter-in-law they got to pay to get in but i'm okay. not gonna charge my own grandkids right but you your know. kids my own kids yeah, yeah i'm well, kind of hey, done with yeah, them. you're running a business here yeah. 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 done with them <laughs> yeah. we do a uh, pass along question on the show and uh i don't know if you know the name randy lanier yeah the former sure, former cart yes uh, sports car yes yeah. sure so yeah. we See, y'all, y'all don't know all my background because I was Danny Sullivan's PR guy back in the 80s okay, at okay. Miller and Al okay. Holbert. The only car I've ever wanted to drive because, you know, I'm, I'm not a race car driver. I'm, I'm smarter than that. And, uh, <laughs> but, but the only car I ever wanted to drive was the Low on Brow Special Porsche. That oh, was man, the most yeah. 962. I liked you before. I love you now, man. That's wow. awesome. I love Good call. Al Holbert's race car. Road America. Yeah. Al would go by the pits. They'd give him his lap time, and Al would just calmly hit the radio button. Thank you. <laughs> and you'd hear the turbos kicking in as it went over the hill and disappeared there. Yeah. I just, it's just greatness. Just yeah. awesome. Well, so anyway. So, yes. so I know who Randy Lanier is. That's great. A lot of our fans don't because he's kind of the 27 years gone. Yeah. Um, but he's out. He's doing great. We met him last night. He couldn't have been – like we just yeah. love the guy. He was so cool. He's out. He's out. Yeah. He's, he's, he's working. He's doing Good. great. Good. Uh, couldn't be a – more pleasant guy to talk to and open and his pass along question for you was and i think it was a little loaded but he said do you have a driving school to track and do you need instructors <laughs> randy does randy know who i am he knew he knew texas motor speedway okay yeah no okay. problem no question but there. the answer is yes we have a lot of okay racing well schools he's gonna be here. probably calling you uh we have one that's located uh about a mile away from us and they have 40 some odd cup cars they okay could, we could do a whole racing field yeah uh, but uh, we uh, also know the Richard Petty School comes through here sure. on occasion. Uh, the Andretti Motorsports School comes uh-huh. through here. Uh, is that Andretti Jeff Gordon? Jeff Gordon Andretti? I don't know if Jeff. Anyway, yeah, the one the time they ask about facts today. Uh, and then we've got a couple of uh, racing schools that that run on the road course yeah. as well. Um, and there have been times where we've had an oval school going on and a road course school going on simultaneously. Sure. Nice. So, sure. Um, you know, we've. Uh, the schools stay on the road course, uh, but we've had races. Uh, we had, uh, uh, and I'll use the wrong terms, but we had two or three. Um, what was it called back then? Anyway, American Le Mans. Yeah, American yes. Le Mans series yes. races yeah. that used the roval. Yep. The road course, the oval yeah. combined, <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, you know, I loved them. So, uh, is, so, why doesn't that happen anymore? Just not it enough draw interest. Crowd. Or yeah, yeah. didn't yeah. draw a crowd, and you know, you just. You got to. It's got to make business sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So love those cars yeah. and, and uh, love the people in it. It's just a great sport. So right. yeah, because you guys do other events here. The, you had the drift cars here not too long yeah. ago, and yeah. that pulls enough of a crowd that it, it yeah. it's worthwhile. It, it's a cool event. Yeah. Uh, we do drifting a couple right. times a year, and yeah, uh, yeah uh, we're going to be doing uh, uh, the the trucks, the super truck series. Robbie Gordon. Uh, Robbie Gordon, oh. uh, oh. along with uh, our our. Truck IndyCar weekend in June. Oh man! And um, what uh, what layout will they run? I can't get into that because it's a top six. Sure, amazing, sure, sure. amazing. Okay, can you tell us off there? Because I'm trying to get in that series. <laughs> so uh, I did, and, and I said the only car I ever wanted to drive was was the Lowenbrow yeah. Porsche 962. But I did make him agree that I could 
drive one of the trucks. Yeah, because nice. do the jumps. That looks so yeah. cool. So, that looks so cool. Yeah, it really does. So yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. a blast. Awesome. We've run uh, Global Rallycross here. Yeah, that's right. Really, really believe in Global Rallycross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, a lot. And and so tried to work out a deal with them and just couldn't. Yeah, couldn't get them to commit to things, and sure. I don't know why. Uh, sure. yeah. But they they run over at the Texas uh, uh, State Fairgrounds in Dallas. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. On, a, on a makeshift course that they put together, yeah, and kind of you know, the way. whatever works for them. You right. know, I I th- love the people in that sport. And I think those cars we've run <laughs> them here cool. are just the, you know, those are great. Yeah. Right. So yeah. And, and just to put some perspective. I mean, a lot of our fan base is road racing fan base. Right. So, um, you say the American Le Mans series didn't make financial sense. I don't care if it's NASCAR now, IMSA or World Challenge. You guys essentially have to bid on the races that you get, correct? So you're paying a sanction oh, yeah. fee. Yeah, it, it, it's. So. It, I look at it kind of like this, and sanctioning bodies don't like for me to say it, so sure. let me say it real loud. Uh, <laughs> Love the this guy. the uh, the sanctioning body is the wholesaler, right? Right. And we are the retailer, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, imagine, you know, whatever product sells to the grocery store. A can of beans at forty cents, yeah. and the grocery store puts them on the shelf and sells it for sixty cents. You right. make that twenty cents. Yes, exactly. You know the yes. the sanctioned body is guaranteed their money. Yeah. Right, they're going to get theirs. Yeah. and right. and then you take the risk. Uh, but you know, greater the risk, greater the gain. Right, greater the reward. So, so um, you, you know, you guys run two NASCAR Sprint Cup races, and and we'll we'll put some fictitious name numbers out there, but uh, you pay them. Let's say you pay them a hundred dollars uh, in in sanctioning fees. You've got to make that hundred dollars. Oh no! You got to make a lot more than that. Yeah, right. No, no. Right. Yeah. That. At least you have to make yeah, over yeah, that yeah. To, for it to make sense. So if you're if yeah. you're paying that sanctioning fee to American Le Mans and not making that back in ticket sales, vendor sure. sales, sponsorships, it's just not a, a yeah. viable option. And, and everyone's different, you know. With with NASCAR Sprint Cup, uh, the TV rights are significant. Right. Yes. Uh, well, that's with what I can say. IndyCar, we don't get a penny of TV rights. Uh, so that was actually one of the some of the the business questions I had is on, in terms of kind of what kicks back and what doesn't. So in NASCAR, you do get some of the television revenue. Uh, the television revenue comes to the track, uh, and it's divided 65, 10. Okay. Uh, 65% goes to the track, 30, I'm sorry, that's bad math, isn't it? No, that's correct. 65% goes to the track. So you can sell 65% of the commercial space no, during a... No, the, uh, the network pays you okay. a fee. Okay. And, uh, but you know, I can't even do it in round numbers. My math is so right. bad. But right. you get to keep 65% of the money. Okay. Um, I'm trying to do my math right. 25% goes into the purse. Okay. okay. And so the, the teams, the competitors get it. Right. And 10% goes to NASCAR. Okay. So, um, you know, that's that's how it's all divided up. There are three different types of races, A, B, and C. Well, it's actually four. There's the Daytona 500, which gets an astronomical... Uh, amount of money, sure. astronomical right. amount of money, right. astronomical amount of money, um, astronomical. You don't seem to not sure don't seem to be hung up this. on that or yeah. anything. Yeah. Just, just where are you going with this? Uh, <laughs> just let's talk ratings points. Let's talk <laughs> okay. about should it get as much as it gets? Maybe not proportional. So anyway, uh, but uh, and then there's you know. A, B, and C getting different amounts, and and I don't know how exactly they they being NASCAR determined that uh, because prior to 19, well prior to the 2001 in in 2000 and prior, each track negotiated their own TV rights. Oh, okay. And okay. so <coughs> the problem with that is is that you know a TV network might pay track X twenty thousand dollars right for their TV rights, and the next week they're paying another track a million dollars right, and that 
that was an in- in- inequitable for the purse distribution for sure. NASCAR. Sure. Uh, you know, the, the, the key to success for the NFL has been uh, that they share all the money. It all goes into the pool. They right. split sure. everything up. Sure. So um, we so approached NASCAR and said, hey, we ought to be doing this. Right. And that's what, you know, and NASCAR agreed. And, you know, so anyway. So uh, a B-tier race would be something that's probably – more likely to be watching something in the chase or something that's, that's one of the bigger you know, events. So uh, or, or market or things okay. like that have yeah. to do with it. Attendance. Right. Uh, but also purses. Purses are not the same. Uh, let me shock you. Uh, Daytona 500 pays the largest purse because he gets the largest amount of TV money. Okay. Right. By far. Right. Astronomical. Don't know if I mentioned that. <laughs> Keep <Okay>. going. <laughs> do you know what the second highest paying race purse of the year is? Um, think for a minute. What, what would it be? Brickyard? Homestead. Brickyard. Uh, well, Homestead. Good for the family, I was just saying. Um, sure, Coca-Cola 600. 600 in Charlotte Memorial yeah. Day weekend. Yeah. Yeah, no. It is next Saturday's AAA Texas 500. Oh. Yeah, well, I want I want an explanation. Tell me why. Because uh, it's not Indianapolis. It's been there for a million right, years. It's right. not Charlotte. It's not they Homestead. They have the it's best guy running the track. Well, anyway. Biggest TV. Okay, you know who the third? Okay, so if it's, if if Texas November in Texas is the second, then you would think okay, then the Brickyard at Indy or okay. six hundred or right. whatever. No, 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 it's April in Texas. Really? No kidding. Yeah, yeah, just bend right over. So, <laughs> uh, you know, show me the formula. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, that's why it's such a important thing for you to mention that it's astronomical. Yeah, for Daytona. I don't know if I mentioned. Yeah, that. yeah. Let's. Okay. You know who who figures that out? NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> Copy. So, despite Thank you for being so honest with us. Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. That's actually very uh, refreshing. Oh, I thought you'd had to read between the lines. I wasn't. <laughs> no, no, no. We're uh, not that smart, as you learned. And uh, things like uh, track signage or, or uh, yeah. event signage. Okay, so the, basically the, the, the split is on things is you split up the TV money, you pay right. a purse and a sanction fee. Right. Sanction fee is significant, and, and – um, you know, uh, again, I'm not. That's something I'm not allowed to tell you. Sure. Uh, get into details about uh, because of the contract. But you know, uh, whether it's officials or all those cameras they mount everywhere now to measure everything or whatever, you know, uh, they're going to charge the tracks for that. Right. Right. And and, and you know, to administer the race. So yeah. that's what a sanction fee is. Yeah. Um, but everything else uh, you get to keep. Okay. Uh, you, you know, the track signage is ours. Okay. Uh, the the sweet uh, VIP luxury suite skyboxes, yeah. that's us. Yeah. The, uh, the midway, which we call the fan zone, mm-hmm. uh, that's ours. Okay. Um, the vendors that are there, they pay uh, X for the space sort of against fee. a percentage of sales. Oh, you do keep some of the sales? Well, uh, whichever's the greater of the okay. two. Okay. More likely you'll okay. get into the percentage of the sales. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and more and more of those have gone away, obviously, as they've gone to the Fanatics tent yeah. right. store. Uh, but oddly enough, despite the fact that some fans, and, and I'll be honest, I didn't like it either. I, I, I liked all those rigs. Yeah, bright, that's colorful actually, that's, and that's fun. what I yeah. remember about going yeah. to NASCAR. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, they're selling more merchandise out of the tent. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, it's more consolidated, uh, you sure. think about it. You know, I want to touch it. I want to. Yeah. Is it true to size? Is it? Is it? Well, right. oh, they're using the cheap T-shirts yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. I want to know. So yeah. you know, and, and so it's worked out well. Okay. So despite our appearance, uh, we did actually research this. We just forgot it all <laughs> when we showed up, and by that I mean me, really. Um, but when we were uh, looking things up on YouTube, um, there was one very specific video that was amazing to watch. Do you remember uh, Spanky Junior? 
Spanky the stunt Jr. from Spanky Jr. It's an amazing. <laughs> well, I've known Spanky clip. forever. Spanky Spangler. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Spanky Jr. Was that over at the dirt track? It that looked was, like it was right here. Oh, okay, this is where he crashed into the stack that's of cars. The yeah, 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 it's yeah. the most amazing video yeah. we've seen today. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was pretty impressive. It's a slow day. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to do it. Did you, did right. was there, I assume there was no practice. Well, you don't practice that stuff. I've told <laughs> Robbie Knievel a million times. Um, I, I love Robbie, sure. but, you know, he's he's a bit of a challenge. And if he'll come out and he'll do practice jumps a couple right. of days before. And I'm like, why are you doing this? And just put this in perspective, Robbie Knievel once jumped the entire IndyCar grid for you. Yeah. 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 yeah that yeah. was that was a good one. That's yeah. a cool deal. Um, yeah. yeah. That was a good one. And uh, But he'll come out. He did before that and, and did, you know, 20 jumps a day or two before. And I'm like, uh, first of all, I'm like, Robbie, when's the last time you rode a motorcycle? Well, let me think. When was my last jump? And, <laughs> you know, he doesn't ride. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I kind of think that's important. Um, but anyhow... <laughs> So he'll come out and he'll do the jump, you know, in an empty place 20 times. Like, dude, you don't do the jump but once. Right. Only when you're getting paid, buddy. Yeah, that's right. You know, because, right. right. you know, if you bust your tail and then you can't do the jump on show day, they, yeah. you ain't getting paid. Right. All right, so I got a motorcycle jump story for you. Yes. So um, we used to do Legends races on the quarter-mile track that right. connects pit road in the right. front straightaway. And there was this uh, – uh, Motorcycle, old motorcycle jumper from Arizona, and I'm trying to remember his name, Bob Duffy, Bob okay. Duffy. And so I think I'm right on that. Maybe another guy, but I'm thinking it's Bob Duffy. And so um, <laughs> he, he, he does this, this wheelie thing where he'll get two people, and they lay down on the track, and, and their heads are eight, top of their heads are 18 inches apart. And he'll put a, an empty Coke can there, and he'll do a wheelie like 75 miles an hour and go between them and crush that Coke can. Okay. All right, so we practice it, and he gets me down there. Okay, I'll be one of the dummies, you know. <laughs> so you put a helmet on, you know, like because if he <laughs> runs over your that's gonna face, it. it's going to help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so uh, did it several times. It's great. That night, he's going to come up in the stands, and he's going to grab me and somebody else okay. to do it. Okay, so it comes down to time. He grabs me and somebody else to do it. We lay down on the track, and he comes through there, you know, and goes through, and then, Dink. I go, he hit my head. He hit my head. So get up and I take the helmet off and look, and there's a skid mark across the top of that helmet. And I go, son of a gun. <laughs> you know, if he wasn't better at this, he shouldn't be doing this, you know? <laughs> right. So he's still got his jump to do. So he's going to jump, now I forget how far it is, through flaming go posts okay. that we erected down there. And yeah. It, yeah, of course. Ramp to ground, which is which is a little more difficult than ramp to ramp, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so he makes a couple of two or three speed runs at it, and he gets down there, and, you know, he's ready to go. And so we're all standing down here by the near the goalpost, and he gives his guy the sign. The guy takes the torch and lights the goalpost, and up in flames they go. And here he is, and you hear, yeet. <laughs> and we're all sitting there, you know. What's going on, you know? Where is he? He's not coming. He's he should be flying down through here, you know. And and you look over, and the goalposts are just kind of crumbling to the ground mm -hmm. on fire, <laughs> or, you know, Done. ashes and yeah. stuff. <laughs> and so finally sent Big John down in the pickup truck to where he's sitting. So what's going on? Big John radios back. 
He uh, popped the clutch and blew the engine on his jump bike. <laughs> oh, that's great. Get 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 him down here. Patting a thousand. So he pulls him, you know, he gets him in the truck, brings him down to start the finish line. We talk for a minute. He says, I want to talk to the fans. I go, okay, you know, you do apologize to them, yeah, you know? Yeah, So he gets the microphone and goes, well, I'm sorry I blew the engine on my motorcycle, but he said, uh, anybody ride a motorcycle to the races tonight? Uh, and I was like, no, 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 we're not going to pull up <laughs> one out of the parking lot and do this jump. <laughs> So I take the mic away from him, <laughs> and, and I, you know, he says, he says, look, I got to do this jump. I don't have any money. I don't have enough gas to get home to Arizona. And I said, well, you ain't getting paid if you don't do the jump. Right. He says, all right, tell you what, you got a strap or a rope or something. I, uh, yeah. Oh he says, oh uh, he says, let's tie it to the back of your truck. He says, what truck do, you know, 70 miles an hour? And Big John goes, sure. He says, all right. Basically, he's going to hold on to it like he's skiing behind a boat. Yeah. He puts that jump bike with the blown engine in it right. in neutral. <laughs> he's holding on to this rope, he, and Big John's towing him down through there, and he, he says, you got to be 70 miles an hour, not 71, not 69, whatever. Big John's 70 miles an hour towing him down through there, and he gets close to the ramp, and he's, in a, he, he, he's got the rope in his left hand, and he's, He's trying to let go of it. He's got it wrapped around his hand. He's trying to get, and he and it won't quite let go, you know. And finally, it it, it, he, it he hits the ramp. He takes off the and the rope flies off, and he lands, and he and he goes down, you know. And what happens when he landed? His foot hits the shifter, put it in the first gear. Oh, and right. it just, you know. Yeah. So I go over there, and and he's laying there on the ground, and I go, "You okay?" He goes. Yeah, but I think I broke my finger, and his his little fingers just pointed, oh, you know, ninety yeah. degrees the other way because it was tangled up in that rope right, and, right. and stuff. And I go, that's pretty good. And I lay there and I just count money and lay it on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had his I had his money in my pocket. I said, that's all right. So, <laughs> laying there, I just put it on his chest and walked away. That's so, like I've made it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. paying. That you. was worth it. <laughs> that was worth so, it. You you earned this. You know. Okay, well you win. Yeah. <laughs> So our uh, next guest is Ryan's boss over at Real Time Accurate, Petey Cunningham. Uh, Petey's a known Acura guy, known Honda guy. Yeah, seven like seven-time World Challenge champion and very good race car driver. Yeah. yeah. Any random question you could think to ask him? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got one for you. Here, here's the question for him. It, has there ever been in the history of production cars from Honda that they used – a motorcycle engine from the Honda division? I'll give you the answer. Because you, you need to know. Yeah, they did in the early 70s. They put a, I want to say, a 350 Honda engine, and, and the car was a piece of crap, and, <laughs> and it was grossly underpowered, as you can imagine. Uh, although the 350 was a badass motorcycle yeah. in the early 70s. I mean, that was the one you had to have when you were 14 years old. If <laughs> you could convince your dad that you could handle 350 cc's of Awesome Fury. power. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, but they put that motor in, and I want to say it's a little Civic. It one looked like a roller skate, if you yeah. remember. Yeah, a little CVCC. Yeah. 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 And so ask him, see if he knows that. He'll know it. Well, it's not that oh, well he, known. He has his own in Honda Museum. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, he'll, he'll know he's, okay. He, But he'll be, he'll be blown away that, that Eddie Goss is asking that. he would be like, really? Yeah. 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 Okay. And, and it was chain-driven, Yeah. I believe. Yeah, it was, I think, I think you're right about that, actually. It had a chain on it. Yeah. Can you imagine a chain driving a car? Anyway. <laughs> so you've obviously been around for a while, and you know you know all the all the good stories. Why do you think it's not more public that Johnny O'Connell tried to murder Dario Franchitti? Well, I don't know. Probably because a lot of people would like to 
murder Dario Franchitti. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I did not know that Johnny O'Connell tried to murder Dario Franchitti. All right. So if we're talking track presidents, did you ever cross paths with uh, California Speedway's Scott Atherton? Oh, I've known Scott forever. And yeah. were you guys like arch rivals? Because uh, he's, he's a little more conservative. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, and, and let me uh, I like Scott a lot. Um, uh, never, never had an issue with, well, for that matter, with any track president, to be honest with you. Uh, no, not at all. Not one bit of gossip you can tell us about. On Scott, I don't think there is any yeah, right, gossip on right. Scott. Scott's just a real straight kind of guy. There, there's, there are different ways, clearly, to run racetracks. You mentioned Sears Point Sonoma a while ago. Yeah. Steve Page is a great promoter, does a great job out there, but his style is completely different than my style. Yeah. And um, I, I don't <laughs> – well, for instance, yeah, Steve, I, I couldn't see Steve – doing a monkey thing you know <laughs> and so um everybody has their own way of doing things yeah. and it doesn't mean that my way's right or their way's right or whatever it's just everybody's different and uh i don't know how to do this and not do it the way i'm doing right. it and if you tell me boy you can't do that stuff anymore i don't know what to do yeah don't you know don't, don't change it thing. now understand though that that that's only like two or three percent of what you get to do during the course of a year yeah absolutely you know 97 percent of the time you're you're a businessman running a business being a manager <laughs> so no, no, but you know you need to have a monkey on your on your on your Rolodex. You need Absolutely. to have uh, Robosaurus on your Rolodex. Right. You know that kind of thing. You got to know where to find those things. Remember, monkey, elephant, fire, the three elements. Okay, that was, that, that's a question. Then outside of those three things, how should we? What should we do, Sean and I, to make this podcast more famous, more popular, more more famous? Seen. Yeah. Um, okay, for instance. I've always wanted to have a tight wire walker between this building and the condos over oh, there during cool. a race. That'd be cool. Yeah. On, on Monday Night Football back in the day, things like that used to happen, yeah. particularly when they were on Halloween, okay. oddly enough. And people would get famous for the crazy things that they do. Okay. Now, yeah, I'll do you know, it. Would, would you, will you? <laughs> Worst thing that happens is I die. That's how yeah, I figure. I have a contract. I can't, I but can't kill myself. See, but yeah. I, <laughs> I figure that, that – uh, NASCAR would stop the race. You know, somebody's in a dangerous, precarious position, etc. But you know, that would that would get big ratings. It, it would. We would definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, if okay. You, you may not know this story. There's a great uh, uh, documentary on it, and a movie was done recently about a guy that uh, did World a Trade Centers between yes. the uh, yeah the yeah, World yeah. Trade Towers. So yeah. Trade Center. So anyway. Okay. So so tight right <laughs> high rise. So I'm just tight here to help. Walk. Okay. Yeah. Remember on your way down, he was just helping. <laughs> so <laughs> the last thing you'd think though is like he's gonna love this. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, you know, uh and I gotta go. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Because my wife just texted me and said, I'm here, let's go. Oh no. Um <laughs> the the uh there are certain people, for instance at NASCAR that get me. Yeah. And there's a bunch of them that don't. Sure. And so um, Jim Hunter, the late Jim Hunter, uh, told me about a particular executive at NASCAR. And he said, uh, I'm walking in a hall, and he saw all of a sudden, he's, Hunter, Hunter, come here. Look what he's done now. Look at this. <laughs> and Hunter said, I walked in, and he said, I'm looking at it over his shoulder at the computer. And he goes, don't worry about it. He goes, this is wrong. You, you, you cannot have this. this is, he goes, just wait. He says, I don't know what he's going to do. But he's he knows what he's doing. Just wait, watch, and and so, you know, it, it all worked out. And and um, I got Mike Helton his first job in racing. Uh, I knew Mike. Um, he was a radio ad salesman for a radio station, a little bitty AM radio station in Bristol, and um, I helped him get his first job in racing. And so, 
you know, every once in a while I'll call Mike or Mike will call me and, and I'll say, hey, look, I'm going to say this or I'm going to do that. He goes, okay. Uh, or he'll say, I really wish you wouldn't. <laughs> you know, and I'll say, well, I mean, how bad? I really wish you would. Okay, then I won't. Or he'll go, well, I don't like it. But you know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah I know what you're doing. So, you know, he gets it, that kind of thing. And so there are certain people there, Mike being one of them. Uh, Mike and I have this knack of knowing when we're talking, you know, NASCAR president, track president, yeah. when it's just Eddie and Mike shooting the breeze about whatever. Yeah, right. And and so it works out well. But, um, you know, um, he gets it, and there's some others that get it. And then there's a bunch of them that just don't. Yeah. But there's a bunch of them there that never been to a racetrack in their life. And yeah. So that's a problem. Fair enough. So. All right. Well, we know you got to go. Sorry. So, uh, don't apologize. This is fun. <laughs> um, so Continental's got the check. Wow, that was such a great episode. That guest really knew how to tell a story. Did you like that, Eddie Gossage, Ryan? <laughs> Did you like that, Eddie Gossage, Ryan? Did you like that, Eddie Gossage, Ryan? Good. We're all happy for you. And thanks again for joining me on all these edits. You're welcome, Sean. I'm right here. All right, super huge, mega shout-out to Eddie Gossage for uh, joining us. Uh, it's it's hard to describe how tired and out of it we all were. Uh, not just from the 19-hour drive. It's you got to understand it's a 19-hour drive overnight with little sleep on the back of an exhaustive couple days to get there between late nights of work, recording all day, etc., etc. So uh, Eddie really carried that one for us. And again, I want to apologize. I swear I know myself a lot better than it came off during that recording eddie i hope you one day hire me all right we're gonna uh, close out with the only song that can be played after a uh, after a recording like this it's from my guys at ic hawks in la we've played them a couple times before they're available on itunes this is an amazing song called slash from guns and roses Well, he walked into the party, blew everyone away With his long curly black hair and his California shades He picked up a guitar, he was just about to play And someone came up to him and that someone said Hey, you're slashed from guns and roses Well, he didn't say a word, but he put that guitar down. He gave out his cell phone, now he's at every party in town. And all through the summer, the word was getting round. Well, the women came a-seeking, and the men, they threw the sweet leaf down. For Slash from Guns and Roses. Slash from guns and roses And the 
Let's play. 